kind of week you've had, but I've had a, a very up and down week. Um, they say the statistics that in lockdown, more people got pets than uh, ever before. And also, the statistics are saying that there's a lot of pets in shelters. When everybody went back to work, when life went back to normal, a lot of um, animals with behaviour problems and different things, which is really sad indeed. But anyway, I'm part of a community, um, a dog walking community, because I have had uh, pet uh, dogs for 13 years now. And uh, I remember when I first moved into our house, my husband and I, before we had children, moved into our house in um, kind of the east side of Stirling, thinking, okay, I work for a church, I'm a pastor, I'm surrounded by Christians. How do I get to know people that don't come to church? It's quite difficult, and you have to be really intentional about that. And I remember praying to God, God, just give me an opportunity um, to be able to do that. Anyway, we had dogs, and I had no idea what was on our doorstep when I bought, we bought this house. I thought there was this big open space kind of just across the road from our house, and that was it. But lo and behold, when we went a walk and went exploring, there was like three parks, there was a forest, there was all this open space. It was absolutely incredible. So my sad news this week is that I lost my dog. Oh, thank you. I can feel the sympathy. I know Alistair's thinking, going, oh my goodness, Rosie is putting her dog in a preach. Yes, I am. <laughs> so you just need to deal with it. Because <laughs> dogs have a big impact on us humans. <laughs> 13 years ago, I got our first bouncing working cocker spaniel. And then a few years later, along came Poppy. I don't think I had any idea how God could use such a very simple, everyday kind of lifestyle of walking a dog for his plans and his purposes. Um, I think the home that we bought was actually in a very large dog walking community, which I had no idea about. And you know, over the years, I've made so many friends, got to know so many people. And see if you've got a working cocker spaniel. I don't know if you know anything about spaniels, but they have a lot of energy. So you're not out in the community once a day. Sometimes you're out three times a day trying to exert all this energy. I met this man and uh, we've gone through the last kind of 10 years on our walks and he was actually shocked when he says, oh, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm the minister. Oh, you don't look like a minister. And, um, and then I don't think he, he got stuck on that one. Every other dog walk that we ever met or whatever, it was like, oh, how's the church, Rosie? when are you getting your own church? <laughs> and uh, that's how the conversation would kind of go. <laughs> and then I would meet other people where um, when we had our first child, I had a pram and two dogs. And honestly, there's no one else in the whole community that had a pram and two dogs. There was a baby in the pram. And, <laughs> and then when you meet someone else that's got a pram and a dog, it's like, oh, wow, we're the only ones. <laughs> and then another friendship developed. And then we journeyed, I journeyed with a girl through her IVF journey of having a family and, and what that looks like. And it was just a really special time, opportunities just to pray with people. There was this group of older people, Kirk and I used to call them the old dears, and they were really dears. They were lovely. They would just ask you everything about your life. They would always take an interest. They would always ask you how the kids were. They were always wanting to know what was happening this week in your life. And they quite often, because they were retired, I would bump into them quite a few times in the day. But they were just really nice. And this was all because I had a wee spaniel with a very cute and a little wagon tail who would say hi to anybody. I went to a baby sensory class and I sat there with my, my first child who had been eight months old and overcomes this woman going, hi, I think you're my neighbour. 
I was like, oh, I see you walking your dog in the pram all the time out my kitchen window. And you're like, what? People are spying on me now. <laughs> and she said, I don't think you know I'm honestly diagonally across the road from you, but we have a big hedge. That's how we've never met before. <laughs> and then another friendship was bonded and, and launched. And we were around each other's houses while we were off on maternity leave quite a lot. And you think God is so good. You know, you pray a prayer, but God use me in my community. How do I get to know people? And here this whole door was open. When we went from two dogs, three years ago we lost Holly. When we went from two dogs to one, many people stopped and went, excuse me, did you not have two? What happened to the other one? Because they were so used to seeing you with two dogs that they wondered what had happened to the other one. And it was really such a caring community. But when I just reflect this week on my little dog, Wee Poppy was my prayer dog. She got me up in the morning and she got me out no matter what the weather. And when you've got a spaniel, you have to learn to love the rain. These dog walks alone or walking with another were priceless. And so was many other occasions when we had the opportunity to listen to other people. On days that I was on my own, it was an opportunity to listen to God or to pray to God. I had no idea that my mission was on my doorstep. When we look at this chapter in Nehemiah, it's about Nehemiah's mission in Nehemiah chapter two. So open your Bibles if you've got them. I know the, the, the passage was up on the screen in Nehemiah chapter two. And one of the questions just as we approach and we look into this, it says, do you know what God is calling you to in this season? Sometimes when we use that word calling, we think, Oh, there's this big plan way out there. <laughs> and I'm spending my whole life trying to figure out what it is. But actually, God calls us to many things. God calls us to things in different seasons. And it's just being able to figure out what that is as we journey in our faith together. Because this morning, I believe God's got a plan for every one of us. And when we're obedient to that plan and we take that time to figure it out, it has an impact for his kingdom. So many people live their lives and don't fulfill that plan because they're too busy going in other directions. Nehemiah would have been part of a Jewish community and even though he initially wasn't physically present in Jerusalem with them, when everything was happening and he heard the news about the walls that were, there were ruins, the gates had been um, struck by fire and everything had just fallen apart. It affected him because that was his community. <laughs> he grew up knowing about God. He grew up knowing the scriptures or the scrolls if it would have been in those days, you know. He would have been a Jew living away just like what Cora had said as she was reading the, the passage of scripture. And he probably would never have set foot in Jerusalem up to this point. His great-grandparents and parents probably lived the generations before. They would have been about the generations of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. They knew it well. And before Nehemiah was probably born, the armies of Babylon marched into Jerusalem and took the people into exile and took them to Babylon. And then his grandparents' generation, a wee bit later, the Persian Emperor took over the reign power from the Babylonians and their king announced to all the Jews that were scattered through the emperor that they were free to go back. 
they were free to go back. And so there was many people who would have said their goodbyes and off they went back to Jerusalem to settle. And that's kind of a little overview of kind of where we're at when we come into chapter two. But in chapter one, I know Alistair preached on it last week, but it's just set in the context so you fully appreciate what's going on in chapter two, is that when Jeremiah heard that everything was in ruins and he heard all the things, his heart was just broken because it's like, that's my people. I'm part of this group, you know. And what did he do with that brokenness? What did he do with that heart? It was really clear that he wanted to pray, he wanted to fast, he wanted to take his despair to God. We see that in chapter one, when people came, I think it was his brothers came, verse three, they said, things are not going well for those, this is chapter one, for those who returned to the province of Judah. They're in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And when I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. And then he recites some of the promises that were there. But as reading that, you might think, what does that mean? You know, when there's no gates, there's trouble, there's disgrace for the people. The walls were broken down and the gates destroyed. That meant no security for the city, no commercial development. People were free to return to their homes, but they weren't getting rebuilt. There was so much going on. Even just to look at that would have been a shameful reminder of their past and what has happened. Because what does it say in chapter one? It says, please remember what you told your servant Moses in verse eight. It says, if you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. And that's what happened when the people were taken into captivity. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you're exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. So here we have just that heart. And we come into chapter two of um, Nehemiah being praying all this time. Now, it wasn't just a wee prayer and then the next day he went to the king. There was a period of time between this praying and fasting. It was, it was weeks, it was months. Maybe they reckon about four months. You know, there was a wee bit of time there. And then early the following spring, in the month of Nyssa, during the 20th year of this king's reign, he was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. And you know, because of that relationship, because of who he was, he was the cupbearer. <laughs> he hadn't gone back to Jerusalem. He'd stayed. He was there working with the king, that important role, that companion. And for the king to notice that and for him to think, oh my goodness, here is an opportunity for me to ask if he'll let me go. I mean, how scary would that be? This king, kings can do anything. <laughs> they can chop your heads off. You know, it's just like, okay, this is quite a big deal. This is a quite a big ask. But there'd been a lot of prayer into this. And when he asked the king, the king had favor on him. And the king heard him and granted him that request to go back and to be involved in the rebuild. And you know, just on top of that, when we look at all these things, we can see God working. 
You know, when we step out in faith and God shows us something and we step out in faith, he's there. <laughs> we see God move and we see God through when our comfort zone is here and he takes us out of our comfort zone to be able to move into the plans and purposes that we have for him. And one of the things I just want to encourage you this morning is are we willing to do anything for God? If he's spoken to us, some of us may have had a word and he's shown us something in the past and we thought, well, that's too scary. I'm just going to put that aside. Or are we willing to say, do you know what, God? You've got my heart. <laughs> my heart is for these people. I'm going to take that risk and I'm going to ask if he'll let me go. And he did. Because there was a lot of praying involved. There was a lot of fasting involved before they got to that point. When our hearts are broken, I really encourage you to pray. I remember a time when sometimes when we, we spend time in God's presence and, and, and very much in life we don't know where God wants us to be or what we are doing in certain things. And sometimes we go through a season and a period of waiting. I remember working for Scottish Power in Glasgow and thinking, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> in fact, I have no idea what I want to do. But I just went to church and I worshipped and God just started breaking my heart. And people were like, Rosie, what is wrong with you? Why are you so emotional? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, every worship service I'd be crying. And I just, it was like my heart was just broken for the things of God. And if you'd asked me at that time to articulate what he was breaking my heart for, I probably couldn't answer that question. I remember just saying, God, here I am, use me, do whatever. You know, give me a job that just fits in with who I am, the person that you've called me to be. I don't even know what I want to do. I have no idea. It's a blank bit of paper. But just what have you got for me? I remember someone passed this job description. Oh, Rosie, there's this job going. Do you fancy it? I was like, well, I don't know. So have a wee look at it. And I remember just reading this job description and it came out the page so clear. It was a youth ministry, a youth worker's job in the early days. <laughs> and every single thing on that job description described who I was. And I thought, that's it. That is the job. You know, there's something incredible when we just find and God just reveals at that right time but sometimes he takes us on a journey to get us to that place. And where God calls us, there is always provision. I love the bit in the Nehemiah chapter 2 where the king, what does he do? He writes a, a letter and he says, Here's a letter addressed to all the governors of the provinces west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely on their territories on my way to Judah. And please give them this letter addressed to, to Asaph and the manager of the king's forest, instructing them to give me timber. I mean, just, can you imagine having a letter saying, you have to give me this. <laughs> can you give me this, please? Can you give me this? This is everything that he needed to do. The task that God was calling him to be involved in to do was just there. And I don't think he would have been expecting that. I don't even know if Nehemiah would have known how it was all going to work out. You know, like, let me go and build, help rebuild these walls. I don't get the impression he was a builder, but I'm sure there was many people around him as he rallied the troops that could do that. But he was a man that listened to God, and he was a man that was obedient. Only God knows what to do in the midst of everything. And when we pray, we recognize who God is, that God is in control. One of the things he prayed in chapter one was like, oh God, I love it. God of heaven, the great and awesome God, you keep with us your covenant. 
of unfailing love with those who love you and obey your commands. And here we can see that coming through, that God will really help you, that God will be with you. God knows the highs and the lows. He knows what's involved in stepping out in faith into the things that he has for us. Not only does God give provision, but if you lead later, later down, there's opposition as well. Guarantee, if you're moving into the things that God's got for you, I just want you to know now, there'll be opposition. There'll be people that will tell you you're absolutely crazy. I don't know if you've ever taken a step of faith and done something and somebody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where's the security blanket? What are you doing? <laughs> and here in Nehemiah, you have all the... The other guys just saying to him, oh, what's happening here? This is terrible. You know, what's happening? And they're saying, you're not going to be able to do it. Basically, when they heard of their plans, they scoffed in verse 19. Clint, eh, what are you doing? Are you rebelling against the king, they asked? There was a little bit of history there that I won't go into detail. But, and I love the way that um, Nehemiah answered really confidently to the opposition. He replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed the god of heaven this incredible god that has opened up this door given me favor with the king provided all this provision for us to be able to do this this mission this calling that nehemiah was about to set out to do when he met with the people there was a welcome with the jewish community like come on we're going to rebuild the walls they're like okay we're up for it <laughs> we're here they were with him god of heaven will help us succeed. What's God calling you to this morning? And do you trust that God will provide? Do you trust in the midst of everything that it's going to be okay? I remember when I was out walking my dog one morning, I, uh, one of the wee old dears, there was a wee group of them, um, lost her husband. And I remember feeling really gutted for her, just really devastated for her and it was probably a couple of weeks later I was out one Sunday morning before church walking my dog quite early and there she was and we had the opportunity to have a little bit of a chat and she was just sharing how she was feeling in the midst of her grief and the Holy Spirit said Rosie pray for her ask her if you can pray for her and I was like God it's like we're out and about you know might be other dog walkers about <laughs> you know we're on the top of a not a hill but a big open waste ground space our dogs are running around and the holy spirit said ask her if she would like you to pray for her i remember i said to her would you like me to pray for you she went please rosie and together we stood there with tears rolling down both our cheeks praying for god's peace and god's presence to cover her in the midst of all that she was going from a woman who doesn't go to church. But I know and I guarantee that she encountered God that Sunday morning. And I remember even like a few years later, she says, Rosie, I've never forgotten that. I've never forgotten that time that you prayed for me up there beside the high school, Bannockburn High School. <laughs> and uh, isn't God good when we're faithful to him? There's plenty of opportunities that we can have when we allow God to use us to let others know that he's real that he cares and the challenge what is God calling you to in this season and if you can't answer that why don't you take follow Nehemiah's example and ask God to break your heart for his heart why don't you take that time set out some time out your busy schedule to just spend time in his presence to ask him what that looks like 
It doesn't have to be this next big thing. It can be something as simple as just walking your dog where God can give you an amazing opportunity to share his love with the community. And sometimes we do have to wait. These things don't happen tomorrow. For me, little Poppy gave me a way into the, the hearts of many people. It wasn't just my family and wasn't just my friends, but it was a whole community. And as this season ends, it's the end of an era. It's really sad when you get up in the morning and you have no dog to walk. But just in the last kind of couple of weeks of Poppy's life, we weren't walking very far. So in probably in the last month, we weren't walking very far. We were just really across the road. So I got to know many more neighbours who live even nearer than me. And along comes this chocolate, and this would be my dream dog, chocolate working Cocker Spaniel puppy. My dogs were black, so I might have a change next time when that opportunity arrives. And it was three months old, came tearing around the corner. <laughs> I came to say hello. And I said to the owner, can I have a cuddle, please? I really need a cuddle. <laughs> we're having a hard time. And this little puppy was licking my face and it was going crazy. And um, I got to know this couple and they were asking how our dog was. And that was only just in the last four weeks. And you know, when I think of that, that's a sign of hope because one day our family will have another dog, but it's not for this season and it's not for now. And that's okay, because since we've had children, what's our community, what's our mission? I spend a lot of time at the school gates. <laughs> I spend a lot of time chatting with other mums. <laughs> but there will come a day when God will bring me back round and there'll be a new community of dog walkers that I'll be able to be a part of and share God's love with. Let's pray together. Father, I just thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And Lord, I thank you that you care about the detail of our lives. And it doesn't have to be the big thing. For some of us here, you are calling us to be a leader. You're calling us to lead people. You're calling us into unknown territory. And for others of us, what you're calling us to, our mission is on our doorstep. And God, I just thank you for the people that you bring into our lives. But I pray that you would help us to take our eyes off ourselves and realize that you have a plan and a purpose to use each and every one of us to further your kingdom. God, I thank you for that covenant of love that you keep with us. And if there's anyone here this morning that's forgotten how much you love them, Lord, I pray that you would, by your spirit, just shower them with your love this morning. Bring us to a place where we can believe that you have a plan. Father, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would draw close to us. For some of us, Lord, you're breaking our hearts for something. And there's a niggle going on and we don't know what it is. Lord, I pray that we would take that time out, however long that is, to figure that out with you. And help us to know, Lord, whatever it is that you have for us, yes, it may seem scary, but it's okay, because you're there. Just come, Father, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen.